you adorable, sexy weirdo. <laughs> okay, you ruined it. <laughs> everyone i'm sydney and i'm josh and we're the hosts of your favorite podcast thanks for participating we also possibly are the hosts of your least favorite podcast thanks for participating but if that's the case why the heck are you listening <laughs> for those of you who are first-time listeners this is the podcast where josh and i take turns introducing each other to things that the other person hasn't tried yet we started about two years ago, when we first got married, in case you didn't know, we are husband and wife. We're we not are? Just, we're not just randos that decided to make a podcast together. I guess most co-hosts are probably not randos to each other. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the statistics are on that, but... I don't know. Most of the podcasts I listen to are people that were friends that were like, hey, let's start a podcast. I don't know. I think we were friends, and then we were lovers, and then we started a podcast. Did you bring up the podcast idea when we were engaged? Yes, because on our honeymoon was when we were trying to finalize the idea. For some reason, I have the timeline all jumbled in my head. And I think and I thought that like we I thought that we like that you brought up the idea of the podcast after we got married. No way, because uh, it was that whole summer at UPS. At UPS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. When we started the podcast, the only podcast that I'd ever listened to before was Cold, which is about the Susan Powell case. And it's very good. And Office Ladies. Oh, yeah. Office Ladies, too. How can you forget the podcast that you literally turn on every single night to fall asleep? I haven't been turning it on lately to fall asleep. If by lately you mean the past two nights, because... Well, I've turned on another podcast. It's called Morbid. It's Morbid Time? <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we saying? Well, Josh, I have to say that I am really excited for this week's topic. I, I don't know why you are excited for this. <laughs> I am so glad that we do a podcast because I don't think I could have ever gotten you to watch this movie without it. Yeah, as much as I want to say that, you know, marriage is a lot of give and take and you do things that the other person is interested in that you're not necessarily interested in just because you love them and you you want to spend time with them and you're willing to do those things but there are limits but <laughs> doing a podcast such as this uh widens those limits to a point where i don't have an excuse where you're like well now you have to do it because your suffering will make good podcast content i've been trying to get you to watch this movie since like our second date no way this is this is like peak humor peak comedy no no. Yes. Oh my gosh, no. I, love I should know this I'm, movie so hey, much. For for you longtime listeners out there, you should by now be familiar with my comedy expertise. Obviously by listening, you can just absorb my funny essence. I know what I'm talking about. And this movie was not top-tier comedy. Do you remember when we were in Hawaii and I said my comedy is top tier? And there's the random guy that like <laughs> shouted back, yeah, top tier. Yeah. Anyway, that was all of the validation that I've ever needed in my life to know that I have elite sense of humor. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. That top tier comment went straight to your head. Yeah. <laughs> you have your moments where you're funny. Yeah, but it's like 1%. 
that I'm like always trying to be funny and most of it is not. But then there's some moments. But then you, on the other hand, you don't do those other 99%. You just, you're not constantly trying to make jokes. So you don't have all of those failed jokes. And then when you do come in, it's way less frequent, but it's more consistent, like more consistently high quality. Just got to be effortless, babe. Just let the comedy flow out from you. Not everyone can be as good as I am at jokes. No, I didn't say you were good. I just said you were consistent. Well, I guess I said consistently high. Uh, you said I was good. Let's forget that. Let's forget I said that. I will I, never. Well, now you're going to let it get to your head. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, back to you think that you were trying to get me to watch this since our second date. Well, I'm not sure I was trying to get you to watch it, but I wanted you to watch it with me since our second date. Because, you know, you would come over to my parents' house and we would like put on movies and stuff. And I think our second date, we watched Get Smart. Yeah, it was either Get Smart or The Greatest Showman. Which also is a great comedic movie. Wait, I Get just... Get Smart is. I just, I just said Showman, but I think it, no one says Showman. It's Showman. Yes. The Greatest Showman. Straight to jail. But... Wait, me straight to jail or... Yes, you straight to jail. The P.T. Barnum straight to jail. Yes. Okay. Both of you straight to jail. So why why do you say showman, but you don't say snowman? You say snowman. Well, I don't know about you, but I say snowman. You do not say Frosty the snowman. <laughs> a black cat just crossed in front of me during the winter. That's a bad snowman. <laughs> <laughs> You you do realize that snowman and omen are two different things, right? Yeah, that's... I don't know if you were aware, but that's called a play on words. <laughs> I intentionally recognize that snowman rhymes with omen, and I used snowman instead of omen for comedic effect. Because you're the greatest comedian, right? I'm not the greatest comedian, I just know how to write jokes. That's debatable. Oh my gosh, you're so mean to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You set yourself up. No, you were being mean from the get-go. You were just assuming my ignorance. And I was I was intelligent enough to know about it, enough to make, make a joke Tell about me it. again about how intelligent you were. I am the smartest person in this room right now, okay? You can't even form a complete sentence. Oh my gosh. Now you're just being ableist. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try to be nicer. <laughs> it's not my fault. I always have shit in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the, back to the greatest snowman. <laughs> We're not even talking about that. We're talking about Sharknado. But the date. <laughs> Whatever you were talking about when, when we were going on dates. Oh, I just, it was like, you know, I have like a whole reservoir of movies that I want to show you that I've tried to show you. Like, You Again was on there for the longest time. School of Rock is on there. Um, you know, there's just a lot of movies that like I wanted to watch with you. And Sharknado was also on there. And so I wouldn't say that I was like actively pushing for Sharknado since our second date, but it's definitely one of those that it's like when we sit down to watch a movie, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch like, it's on the list, you know? Okay. And you were just never brave enough to bring it up to me or? Did I never bring it up with you? Not early when we were dating. I think 
for a while, I know that you have that like you and your sisters enjoy. I think like one time when we were at your parents, you and your it was either Mel or Livy like turned it on and watched it. But I was I like I think I either left or I I went downstairs or or something. But I was like not there like while you guys were watching it. Yeah, it was no. either I don't even know if you watched this same one or if it was a different because there's like a million sequels somehow. I think we watched the first and the second, which are the only two worth watching. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. We're gonna have to circle back on why I I don't understand how there are how there's even one sequel to this. Okay, well. Sharknado 2 takes place in New York City, so I'm definitely going to make you watch it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Babe, Babe. all healthy marriages have boundaries. (laughs) I'm going to let you know right now, I will not tolerate you making me watch Sharknado 2. (laughs) Babe, please. If you make me watch Sharknado 2, I'm letting you know right now. Babe, please. I will leave you. Babe, please. This one. Okay, but you have to go on a roller coaster. I will watch... Sharknado 2 with you if you go on a roller coaster with me. I'm going to have to think on that one. Okay. I think it's only fair. I don't know if I could handle a roller coaster. I don't know if I can handle Sharknado 2. <laughs> okay. It would literally give me a conniption. <laughs> a conniption? This, uh, this movie is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Why? You know I have a passion for watching terrible movies. And making fun of them. This is why me and my siblings get together and watch Riverdale. Okay, but when you say, I love trashy, terrible movies and shows, I think Napoleon Dynamite, Monty Python and the okay. Holy Grail. Those movies are masterpieces. Rod. Yeah, but they're like, they're low budget, not a lot of like effort into actual story. Uh, Sharknado fits all of these bills. No, no, it doesn't. You look like you're about to kill me right now. I'm just, okay, okay, <laughs> listen to me. So those movies are charming. They're like full of like great... Oops, I just bumped the microphone. <laughs> now you're laughing at me just for bumping the mic? I'm, I'm in a mood right now. This is coming from the girl who told me that she enjoys being moody. Sometimes it's just a vibe. She's like, I like it when it rains because then everything's like all dark and gloomy and moody. And I just like to be a moody person. You're taking it out of context. That is literally the context. We were talking about rain and you said, I prefer it when it's rainy. And I said, are you insane? Like, then it's all depressing. You're the one that wants to move to the Pacific Northwest where it's rainy all the time. I'm fine with it being like gloomy weather. I just, anyway, let's move on. Those hot, why are you like winking? (laughs) I'm trying to talk. And you're the one who already pointed out I can't form complete sentences. And now you're making it even difficulter for me. I just said difficulter. You're going to make me pee my pants. All right. All right. Let's let's circle back. Let me, let me hold your hand for a second. We're going to bring it back on topic. Hot Rod, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Napoleon Dynamite, which I, to be fair, I'd never seen Napoleon Dynamite until we were engaged probably we should do an episode on that okay and i didn't really have any interest in seeing it but i watched it and i'm glad i did and i think we've watched it at least two or three times uh over the course of being together and but those are charming they are enjoyable and then there are just noticeably bad parts but they're funny because they're bad and you enjoy the movie in this kind of meta uh 
reverse psychology way, but this movie was just so bad, it was frustrating the entire time. Like, not only, like, I could have, like, immediately, the first scene on the boat with the sharks and the waves, it just kept cutting back between the shot of the actors and then what looked like unrendered, like, unfinished animation. Like, not even just bad CGI, just, like, unfinished shots. I could forgive that, but the writing and the directing, let alone the bad acting, but like the writing, the directing in every single scene, just like every scene, there was something that I was just like, what, why, how, like what this, what happened? And I was just, by the end of the movie, I was so frustrated and just the credits rolled and I was like, thank goodness. (laughs) This is the, I think this might be. This is definitely the first episode we've ever made about something that one of us has introduced the other two, where there was just no enjoyment. <laughs> and what I, are you talking about? I enjoyed oh it. Oh my gosh. I don't know how. So I, don't, I think- I'm, I'm hesitant to make an episode like this because I don't want to just be like railing on this movie the whole time. No, and that's I, the I don't point. Wanna, I don't want to hurt your have, feelings. No, we have to rail on this movie. I will rail on it with you. It's terrible. I love it. Okay. Okay, first of all, I love the opening scene, how they build out this whole storyline with like a deal gone wrong and they're all like shooting each other on the on the boat and then they all like get eaten by sharks and you never see them again. I think it's just it's like similar to the opening shot of Indiana or the opening scene of Indiana Jones, where at least in Indiana Jones you get you meet Indiana and it establishes kind of the tone of the movie. In this one you don't meet any main characters, but you just it establishes, oh, there's going to be people dying in this movie all the time. There's going to be sharks flying out of nowhere. And it just kind of like sets up like this imminent, because then it cuts to everybody having fun on the beach. And then it's just like this, you don't know when the sharks are going to come, but you know that they're coming. Right. But the thing that I think is funny is not that like there's these random characters at the beginning, because I feel like a lot of like TVs and movie shows will do that to establish tone. They'll just kill off characters that don't mean anything. Um, But they usually don't build out as much of a storyline as they did in the beginning. Right. When they kill them off, which is why I thought that was like so funny because usually you just see like, oh, some fishermen on the boat or something and then they get eaten by sharks. But no, we're going to build out this whole storyline about like shark dealers and a bad deal and shooting each other and and then they just get eaten by sharks. <laughs> yep. I think it's funny because it's like all the washed up actors from our parents era. Like I think some of them are on 90210, like the original 90210. I don't know how Tara Reed ever had an acting job and was ever famous before this because her acting. Wait, so all of these were established actors prior to this? Um, Let me. Okay, I'm going to research because I don't want to tell you anything wrong, but like the two leads for sure were. Oh my goodness. I definitely thought this was like a Napoleon Dynamite thing where there was like a short film and they got a budget and they just got all their friends to like make it with them. No, so um, Ian Ziering, who's like the main character, he plays um, Flynn or... Finn? Finn. He's famous for 90210. And then Tara Reid is like American Pie. When when was this? Um, I think like late 90s, early 2000s. So like when I watched Sharknado, my parents knew who they were and I didn't. Okay. 
I did not know that this movie came out in 2013. I thought Sharknado was from the 90s or late 80s. Are and that serious? they like continued to make sequels up until now. Because I remember, okay, I remember very vividly. I think I've talked about how um, my cousins would come visit us or we'd go visit my cousins um, in the summers and we'd always do boys nights and go see movies. Right. And there was one time we were down in Vegas and we were going to see a movie theater that was in one of the casinos. And I think we were going to see Fast, one of the new Fast and Furious movies or it had to have been one of those because or maybe it was the time we went to see like uh, X-Men or something. But anyway, I remember seeing like a big cardboard display for a new Sharknado movie. And thinking like, wow, I can't believe they're still making these or anything. Like, (laughs) who is coming to see this? Because I had heard that these were bad movies. But that couldn't have been past 2015, 2014. So it had to have been like, unless they were making multiple a year or I don't know. I just, that doesn't make any sense to me that like the first one was like only two years before that. They cranked them out pretty fast. I think they did the first one when we were in junior high. And I remember being so excited for it because I heard that like it was really bad and it was coming out on like the sci-fi channel or whatever. And I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, that was terrible. And I Wait, so you think you knew about this before it came out? Yeah. Oh, my. And you was it like, wait, so it came out on the sci-fi channel? I think so. It wasn't it didn't have like a theatrical release. No, it was a made for TV movie. Then how did they make money enough? <laughs> To earn a sequel. Sharknado was a sensation that swept America. Did it make a bunch on like DVD sales or something? I don't know. Maybe. I I really don't know. I think so many people like saw the disaster that it was going to be and tuned in like the first night it came out that like it really just amped up and it was like kind of a low budget movie in the first place as apparent by their animation. And so they were just like, well... Like, we made more than we thought we would. Let's capitalize on this. But I think, like, I don't know what their intentions were with the first movie, but I think they kind of intended to, like, like, I don't think they set out to make a bad movie with it. But then, like, the success of it was, like, so big because everyone was like, it's so bad, it's good, that, like, after, like, the second and the third and the fourth, like, they started to try harder to make it, like, a bad movie that's so bad it's good. And, like, especially with the third, fourth, and I think the fifth was where I stopped watching. Like, you can tell that, like, they are self-aware that it's bad and they're just trying to make it so bad it's good, but they're trying too hard and it's not good anymore. I, this... (sighs) This blows my mind. I, because I was watching this thinking, who went to see this in theaters? Like, who who paid money to watch this enough that the studio was like, all right, let's crank out another one. People are paying to watch this. But if it's directly to TV, I just, I don't understand. I guess, you know, TV networks still like make money based on like viewership. But, and I guess like High School Musical was like a direct to TV Disney Channel original movie that, earned two sequels and a spinoff show and but that was like the first high school musical is great the first sharknado not great (laughs) not even good (laughs) no it's not i didn't enjoy it at all (laughs) it's so bad oh my gosh i think like the over the top shark i definitely thought 
I definitely thought everybody in that movie were just no-name actors. I thought, like, this is their only acting credit. They've not been in anything else. I didn't nope. recognize them. So that just, that the also creepy, blows my mind that they were somewhat known before this. The creepy guy at the bar was in Home Alone. Well, that goes to show how long it's been since I've seen Home Alone. Yeah, same. But, like, yeah, no, they were, I mean, they're kind of washed up actors, like, a couple of them. And to be honest, I don't know how Tara Reed ever was a an established actor at any point because she is so flat in the movie when she's trying not to be. And like her screaming is like, ah, Is that the girl ah. Nova? No, 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 no. That's the, the wife. Tara Reed is the wife? Yeah. Gotcha. Her acting is so bad. Like, especially when she opens the door and she's like, Finn, what are you doing here? There's like no emotion. Oh my gosh. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) I am really confused with the whole dynamic of like Finn trying to be a good dad to his kids. But then the Nova who works at the bar and she knows the regulars enough. So it seems like she's worked there for a while, has no idea that like, he just has a wife and like kids, like how much of a deadbeat are you? If Oh my gosh. Are we just, let's just start at the beginning and I'm just going to vent. And I mean, there's plenty that you can vent about too, but I just need to get this like, get it off your chest. Okay. Well, one of the, th- one of the questions I had, you already answered, that like the second one's in New York because they talked about a hurricane. Um, they're in Santa Monica and a right. hurricane's coming up to the coast. And I thought, I've never really heard of a hurricane hitting California. And I thought, are there even hurricanes in the Pacific Ocean? It seems like all of the big hurricanes are in the Atlantic coming up the East Coast in the and in the Gulf of Mexico. And, well. and I looked it up and there are still plenty of hurricanes that form in the Pacific Ocean, but just based on the temperatures of the water at different latitudes than in the Atlantic Ocean and the wind, uh, most of them are traveling westward or farther away, and it's very rare for a big hurricane to make it to the California coast, but they still get plenty of like the tropical storms and stuff that happen after them. Not to mention that hurricanes is the term used for the Atlantic Ocean. It's a typhoon in the Pacific Ocean, and it's a cyclone in the Indian Ocean. So technically, it would be a typhoon, not a hurricane. And you hear, and when you think about it, you hear all the time about like typhoons, like going towards the Philippines and and like the east coast of Asia. Are you teasing me right now? I don't think so. I mean, I don't want to argue with you. I'm, I, no, not, not that I'm going to argue with you, but I, like, I don't want to doubt you because you wanted to be a weather, like a storm chaser when you were growing up. But I, that is like such a cool, fun fact that I can't believe I've never heard before. Oh my gosh. Redcross.org. If it's above the North Atlantic, Central North Pacific, or Eastern North Pacific Oceans, we call it a hurricane. If it hovers over the Northwest Pacific Ocean, we call it a typhoon. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. That is literally just the same thing. And it's a different word just on what side of the earth it is. Right. Okay. Now I'm in a way better mood. I don't know why. <laughs> that's just like a really cool fact that I, wow, I didn't think I was going to learn anything impressive. So I'm actually full of random weather facts. Okay. I don't know 
if you know this about me yet, even though we've been married for like two years, but I did have an extreme obsession with weather when I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, but I literally just said that you wanted to be a storm chaser when you grow up. Right. Yeah. So I have all this knowledge about how to survive a tornado because I really wanted to be a storm chaser. And I still think it would be dope to chase a storm. Okay, my first big complaint with this movie, like the first couple of scenes when the sharks first attacked, started attacking people at the pier, on the beach, even like when they first started driving, I was just like, okay, I get it. This is like, it's a little bit cheesy, but like I can, I, I can get into this, like no problem. But they drive up the hill to the wife's, it's the ex-wife, right? Right. To their ex-wife's house so that he can grab his daughter and his son and drive inland to get away from the Sharknado. And they're like drenched in water, is a huge storm. The like hillside is currently flooding. They're covered in blood. They bang on the door. They're screaming. And the wife opens the door and she's like, what are you doing here? I told you not to come here. The kids don't want to see you. Leave. Who's your little stripper friend? In the worst acting ever. <laughs> and I was so upset. I was like, how oblivious do you have to be that your ex-husband shows up with weapons and they're like covered in blood? Like, I mean, you probably, you, I mean, if they show up with weapons and they're covered in blood, you might be like, uh, what the hell's going on? Like, do I need to call the cops? Do I need to call the cops? <laughs> like, are you about to like put me in the grave? <laughs> But, like, obviously they are terrified of, like, what's going on. And you're just, like, totally oblivious. And you're just like, what? I told you not to come. Leave. And tries to shut the door. But then a shark falls out of the sky. And the one girl, shoot, Nova, shoots it with a shotgun. And then the wife's just like, okay, come in. Yeah. <laughs> she and doesn't then, even react. Like, what the? where'd the shark come from? Like, And then the new boyfriend, like, comes down. Oh, my God. And, like, oh. he's such a jerk. He was literally like, your daughter doesn't belong to you. She belongs to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if Finn is such a deadbeat dad that her, that his like longtime employee doesn't even know he's married and has kids, then I don't know. Maybe he does belong to uh, the new boyfriend. If no, the new boyfriend's taking better care. No one belongs care. to anybody. Okay, that's That was fair. my big issue was that he was just so like, this is my girlfriend and she belongs to me and she's mine and she does what I say, not what you say. And I was just like, okay, that's uh, fair. I'm glad he died. <laughs> He's the only person that like, I was happy to see his legs get ripped off. Shark flies through the window at him. <laughs> and swallows him and they're trying to pull his legs out and then his legs just snap. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay, this brings up a good point. At no point in the movie did anybody react to anybody else dying. I don't think that's true. Okay, name one. Okay, the guy that got crushed by the H in the Hollywood sign. They didn't react. They just yeah. stood there and watched. They kind of cringed. They kind of cringed. That's reacting. Okay, the amount Especially of <laughs> terrible one-liners in this movie. He stands on the top of the bridge. Survives the shark like... Almost like jump. They're like in a school bus off an overpass and the shark's like jumping over and like trying to get them as they're like climbing up the rope. And the guy survives that. And he's standing on the overpass like victoriously. And he's like, my mom always said that Hollywood would kill me. <laughs> and then just boom, smashed. 
Blood sprays everywhere the by the Hollywood part, sign. The best part was it just kept rocking back and forth on top of it. And they all just kept watching and it went on for so long. But they they cringed like if you saw a guy get smashed to death right in front of you, would you do anything besides just kind of cringe? Would you gasp? Would you scream? Would you cry? Would it traumatize? Like I might have a full-blown mental breakdown on the overpass. Yeah, but like so many people, especially people that they were close with, like random strangers got killed right in front of them, but also people that they were had established relationships with were killed right in front of them. Didn't phase them at all. Like the daughter, Claudia, that new boyfriend, she watched him get eaten alive and his legs snap off right in front of her. She didn't care. She moved on immediately. No one ever mentioned it again. She did have like an emotional moment halfway through the film, but it didn't have anything to do with the fact that she just watched her boyfriend get eaten alive. It was because her mom and dad argue the whole time, but then they stop arguing for the her brother, but they don't stop arguing for her. Right. But what's the what's the friend's name? Is it Haz? Baz? Taz? Something like that? I literally have no idea. I'm going to look it up. But, oh my goodness, this movie, babe. It's Baz. Baz? Yeah. Oh, his, the actor's name is Jason with two A's. Jason. You done messed up, Jason. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if you had to guess what Sharknado's Rotten Tomatoes score is, what would you say? Okay, knowing that everybody liked this, like, that it was such a bad movie that they liked it. I'm guessing that the audience score is 50%. And I'm going to guess that the critic score is 11%. You ready to have your mind blown? Yes. So the audience score was 33%. Oh my gosh. And the, Why did this get a sequel? And the critic score was 74 Are you <laughs> shitting me? <laughs> no. Literally, How? Mm. Okay, I need you to read me a positive (laughs) critical review right now. You couldn't even say this movie is so bad that it's good because it's seriously terrible, but it's also hilariously entertaining. Blood gore in hilarious B-movie makes this best for teens. It's bloody good fun. Okay, I so I remember that like, so the, the critic score isn't necessarily saying that on average critics rate this a 70%. It just means that 70% of critics gave this movie a 51% or higher. Right. Like 71% of people left this movie feeling like they somewhat enjoyed it. Right. Because most of the, uh, the most of the like fresh quote unquote fresh reviews are like two and a half out of five or like three out of five. So it's not like they scored exceptionally well. I'm also wondering how many of the quote critics are not, you know, the how many of them are Provo Weekly uh, journalists that like, you know what I mean? New York Time or yeah, the New York. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Time Magazine, the critic from Time Magazine, Entertainment Weekly and the Los Angeles Times all gave it fresh reviews. Shoot me. And the Washington Post. I am having such an existential crisis right now. <laughs> I just, I, I have lost faith in everything. <laughs> Are you okay? No. 
I d- oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, what was I saying? Baz. <laughs> Baz. What a he, name. He had some wacko one-liners too. Like the the boyfriend gets eaten alive and his blood just f- all of the water gets filled with his blood and it's just like a red pool in the living room and he's like, "Well, it looks like it's that time of the month." <laughs> What kind of person <laughs> makes a period joke seconds after someone gets mauled to death? Baz. Freaking Baz. <laughs> I hope none of you have a Baz in your life. So you were saying that sharks don't have skulls, right? I was saying they don't have bones. In Sharknado, they do. Did okay, you well, see all the spines and like Well, to be fair, they have skeletons, but None of them are made out of bones. They're made out of cartilage. Gotcha. And so I don't actually know if when they get blown up or cut up, if they would look like that or if they hold together that way. But like there are, there is like a skull and I think they do have spines, but they're just, they're made out of different material. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure our listeners will tweet us and we'll never see it because we don't ever check Twitter. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I just looked it up. And they do have skeletons and, like, spines and, like, a skull and stuff, but they're all cartilage and not bone. I don't know if you know, but I have a ton of random shark facts in my head because I used to love sharks. Well, I always love sharks. And I had, I read so many, like, books and encyclopedias about sharks and dinosaurs when I was, like, in first and second and third grade. Huh. That's a more normal obsession than weather, I think. (laughs) Okay. Um, what was the next thing I wanted to, oh, okay. So they are in this house and it starts flooding so much that the water crashes through the living room window and a shark comes in and that's how the boyfriend gets eaten. And then their entire first floor of their house is completely flooded and they're all seeking refuge on the staircase. And then Finn says, I'm going to distract the shark. Everybody get out to the car. And they all go out and the front porch is completely dry. <laughs> the driveway's completely dry. And I'm thinking, okay, how is the first level of their house completely flooded, but there's no water outside? It's coming up through the sewers. How does it come up through the sewers, through the living room window into the house? The but- sharks were coming through the sewers and also from the tornado. And the tornado sp- specifically put water in their house through one window and nowhere else. Yes. Because none of the neighbor's houses had any water. Oh my gosh. And then they, so they get in the car, there's no water. And as they're driving away, all of the rest of the windows in the house, including the upstairs, which somehow is now flooded, like burst and all of the water spills out. And as they're driving away, their house completely just crumbles. But all of the next door neighbors are totally fine. And I realized, okay, I am going to be so frustrated for the rest of this movie. And you were. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, Love so the- there was just, so back to like the one guy who was crushed by the Hollywood sign. And, um, and then there were some of the, like, I guess, co-workers of Matt. Is Matt the son's name? Or Will? Or I have no idea because the son's in there for literally two seconds. Yeah, but 
lots of lots of the people that kind of joined their party from the airport. But just there were so many instances in this movie where s- someone would be heroically saved just to die in the next scene. Yes, it's true. Like when they uh that one guy who's always drunk at the bar, when they like saved him and then the next scene he gets out to save a dog from a car. The dog is like locked inside the car and everyone else is just like standing on the overpass and you would think like Maybe the dog would be better off inside the car when there's, like, flying debris and sharks everywhere. But they, like, want to get the dog out. And so this drunk guy hops out of the car and, like, takes his bar stool that he always sits on to drink and, like, shoves it through the window and, like, shatters it so the dog can get out. And then right after that, he's like, oh, crap. And a shark just comes and eats him. My goodness. Iconic. Oh, and then... Yeah, and then there was just there's so many like situational things that didn't make sense in scenes. Like they get to the airport and they all like there's a tornado that comes through and it like rips apart the hangar that they're in, and you see it take all of the planes and smash everything on the runway. But then they come out the next scene and there's a perfectly fine helicopter out on the tarmac that somehow was not affected. And you're just like, uh, okay, I guess it takes planes but not helicopters. And that there was the the scene where a bunch of sharks fall in the pool at an old folks' home, <laughs> and Finn just goes and dumps. He like picks up a tank of gasoline that was sitting next to the pool, and dumps it in the pool and lights it on fire. And you're like, why was there a tank of gasoline next to a pool at a senior citizen living facility in the first place? Not to mention, like at this point, they've been driving all over the city of Los Angeles. There have been like numerous like news warnings and stuff that there were crazy storms going on and not only is it light outside at the senior center but they're still in the pool and they're just barely at the very end of the movie trying to evacuate it and get all the senior citizens inside they weren't even necessarily trying to evacuate they were all like swimming having a good time and the lifeguard or the the nurse or whoever it was was just like all right everybody it's time to get out she wasn't even like Gotta evacuate. There's like a storm. There's shark. It's just like, all right, it's three o'clock. Gotta come in for bingo. Right. So I think one of the Sharknado uh, saga strengths is their absolute crazy endings that are just like complete suspense of belief. And I think the second movie does it best. The second movies is just like chef's kiss. But this first movie is pretty good, too. Okay, before we get to the ending, I just got to talk about how they set up really emotional development for their characters, but then don't do it. Yeah. Like, the daughter has that emotional moment with the dad about, like, the dynamic between Finn and his ex-wife and the older brother and Claudia, and and then nothing comes from that. I don't even think and, you see the daughter again in the movie. Yeah. And, but then... There's the whole thing with uh, Nova, like, hitting on Finn, but then realizing, oh, he has an ex-wife. And then he, like, at the beginning of the movie, she, like, wraps herself around him. And he's like, no, stop that. And she's like, why? You think you're too older? Too too old for me? And he's like, no, because I'm your boss. Get back to work. And then a couple scenes later, he's like, she, like, cocks the shotgun. And he's like, you know, it's really hot when you do that. While his, like, ex-wife's, like, in the back seat. Not to mention, Finn has a son 
who is Nova's age. So maybe he is too old for her. Yes. So I'm thinking like, are they trying to set up like some sort of love story between these two? No, they weren't. He was just, that was just a really creepy line for him to say that didn't pay off at all. And then an hour later, or I don't know how long this was, like in the third act, they meet the son who's going to flight school. And all of a sudden it seems like, oh, she's going to be the love interest for the son and not for the dad. That makes me feel better. There, here's, and, there's someone more age appropriate for me. Why don't I have a crush on him instead? And so they're building bombs because they're going to go drop bombs inside the tornadoes because apparently bombs break up tornadoes, which in that case, why don't we just go drop bombs in every tornado and avoid death and casualty and natural disaster? This was what I wanted to talk about with the finale because it is absolutely crazy and it just i mean you know i said i have a bunch of like useless tornado knowledge and this is one of those times where i mean it's pretty obvious that a tornado is not going to uh is not going to explode with a bomb and it's just like so crazy that like they think that they can like explode it because the way tornadoes work is like they pull back up into the sky like when they they don't just like dissolve like they like pull back up into the sky. And that's the reason why um, they like flat surfaces because when they're in like mountainous areas, like when you ride up the mountain, it just like continues its trajectory, like back up into the sky and like ends it faster. But it just is like so crazy that, I mean, I don't know how else they were going to end the movie really. Like what, (laughs) like how would you have them defeat a tornado, you know? Just wait. Tornadoes end eventually. Just wait for the tornadoes to stop and all the sharks to die. Because, okay, that's what I don't get is all of the sharks were just being like swirling around the tornado for hours. (laughs) How are they still alive? So this gives me deja vu. Like this gives me flashbacks to Donald Trump's presidency (laughs) when he legitimately believed that we could throw a bomb in a hurricane and just, like, get rid of the problem. Like, he actually said that in a press conference. And I don't know if he, like, watched Sharknado 2 and got the idea from it. He's like, I saw this thing on National Geographic where there's these sharks in a tornado over I- New York City. <laughs> I mean, like, his whole presidency was a fever dream. But that just, like, was one of the more insane moments. Do you know what else is an insane moment? What? When sharks drop in a swimming pool. <laughs> and they can swim just fine in fresh water. I mean, it's chlorinated, but it's not salt water. Uh, I think back to- And when they can like swim in the the drains and the- Because that's all like rainwater, which is fresh water. And there's no such thing as freshwater sharks. Back to what you were saying about the sharks, like just like being in the air for hours. I like definitely had this thought in the finale because- um. Finn's son and Nova go up in Hold a- Hold on, before we get there, I want to like go back to- Are you talking about like when they're in the helicopter? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back to you, but I wanted to say a couple more things before we get there. Okay. Um, Just about like how there's like, they're building up these emotional moments that go nowhere. Right. Like, so they're planning to like take these bombs up in the helicopter and they're building them and Nova has like this shark attack scar on her leg and Matt, the son goes- like, oh, what happened? She's like, I don't like to talk about it. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then she tells him anyway. And it's this story that she was like a nine-year-old little girl and her grandpa took her on a boat and a bunch of sharks attacked and 
everybody died except for her. And so she hates sharks. And it was, I feel like that scene, it was like well acted. She put emotion into it, was tearing up. You believed her. You were like, okay, this is great. We're going to see something come from this. But one, his immediate response sucked. Like she's (laughs) like, and that's why I just really hate sharks. And he's like, now I hate sharks too. That really makes a girl feel better when you when you do that. That is that's it's how like, you respond. He gave no acknowledgement of like, man, that must be really hard, like losing your grandpa that way, or I can't imagine what that would be like. She just like gives this whole like really traumatizing experience, and he's just like, "Yep, and I hate sharks." Thanks. <laughs> I wish you could see the uh, shoulder action Josh is giving me when mm-hmm. he says that. Mm-hmm. I love it when girls tell me how they lost their grandpa. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a pilot. I'm the only one that can save us because I've done solos and no one else has. <laughs> and I work in an airport and somehow I also know how to make a bomb. Is that <laughs> concerning at all? No. Well, you know how to make a bomb too. Um, I think that we should <laughs> tell that story on the podcast, but maybe we should put it behind a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. If you guys want to hear, actually, I'm just going to leave it at that. Maybe someday. I mean, there's plenty of people that are listening that know what I'm talking about. But okay. Anyway. um, So then you think that there's going to be some really significant development or moment with Nova. But even just between these two, Nova and I guess her name is Jenny Lynn and Matt. and, And then kind of after that, Baz says he takes a bunch of bigger bombs and puts them in this Hummer that they stole. And Finn's like, what are you doing? And he's just like, well, in case the helicopter doesn't work, we have to have a plan B. And it basically he's implying that he's going to sacrifice himself. And then he's like, take care of your family. They're like, they're good people. And so you're like, okay, they're, they're heavily implying that he's going to sacrifice himself at the end. And he's going to be heroic and drive into the tornado and blow up, blow himself up. And I thought, that would be a very emotional, very hard-hitting moment. But immediately after, a shark falls and eats him. And you're like, okay, why? <laughs> why? Oh. I feel like that's great comedic timing, honestly. And then he was like, it seemed like he was Finn's best friend. And he just saw his best friend for years and years and years die. The one that literally at the beginning of the movie saved him from being eaten by a shark on his wave runner, doesn't even flinch. He doesn't even bat an eye. He's, oh my gosh. And so, then, yeah, you talk about the helicopter now. So, Will and Nova go up in the helicopter because they're going to chuck the bombs from the helicopter into the tornado and defuse them. And there's actually three tornadoes at the end. And they're successful with the first two. But the third bomb doesn't work for some but the third bomb doesn't work for some reason. And Will's like, oh, I'm gonna like turn back around and we'll go down and like we'll go down and we'll make more bombs and then we can come back up again. But then Nova a shark attacks and Nova falls out of the helicopter. The shark bites the side of the helicopter and she leans out and starts stabbing it with a knife and then just falls out. And then my favorite scene of the entire movie happens. I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head so hard. A vertical shark pointed upwards at the sky 
flies across the screen in an arc. Sideways. Sideways. And she just drops right into its mouth. And it's like, you can barely see it because it falls out and then it immediately cuts to like a faraway shot. And so you can barely even like see what happened. (laughs) But there's just this big shark and she just like pencil dives straight in. (laughs) And then it just like floats off screen. And you're like, what? Like, I thought this was one of the main characters, and she just had the most anticlimactic death of the entire movie. Like, not even... Ugh. And then back on the ground, Finn decides that he's going to be the one that saves the day, right? And he goes in and throws a bomb into the tornado, the last tornado, and he gets it to explode. But now that the tornadoes oh, are gone... I do want to say, like, he... As he was driving it, he, like jumped out at the last second and hit the nitro button. So it like zoomed into the tornado. But for some reason, he like looked at the camera and gave a little hang loose sign before he somersaulted out of the car. Okay, I have a question. Are nitro buttons a real thing or is that just like a movie thing? I think, I'm not sure if the nitro button as presented in this movie is real, but I think that like turbo something or other on engines are a real thing and that there's such thing as NOS that enhances engine or turbo or speed or something, which I think is like NOS is like nitrogen, oxygen, something or other. I don't actually know, even though I'm a chemist. Well, you've seen all the Fast and Furious movies. You should be an expert on this. I have not actually seen all the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, my bad. I've I've seen Fast and Furious which I thought was the first one, but it's not. The first one is The Fast and The Furious. Fast and Furious is like number four, I think. Okay. I haven't seen any of them, so I have no idea. Yeah, I think f- it goes The Fast and The Furious is the first one that I I thought I'd seen the first one. I don't think I've actually seen it. And then the second one is Too Fast, Too Furious. And then there's Tokyo Drift in there somewhere. I've never seen Tokyo Drift, but I heard about it and I think it's pretty good. And then there's Fast and Furious, which I definitely have seen. I think I saw, I think I've seen Fast and Furious, Fast Five. Oh, wait, maybe not Fast Five, but I've definitely seen Six and Seven. And I saw Seven in theaters. And that was the one where Paul Walker died in real life and had like the really like touching like song to him in it, I think. Gotcha. But anyway, so I haven't actually seen all of the movies, so I'm not an expert. But there is an expert that might listen to this episode. You know who you are. Let us know. What's the deal with nitro? So, and af- do you have to throw a hang loose sign before you hit it? I think it's illegal not to. Mm, that's a, that's a fair point. I hate this movie. <laughs> so anyway, after Finn uh explodes the last tornado, now they have like gotten rid of the tornadoes, but now the sharks have to come down because what goes up must come down. And so as the sharks are coming down, one of them almost gets Claudia the daughter and Finn of course pushes her out of the way cranks his chainsaw and jumps head first into the shark in slow-mo oh my gosh yep just the <laughs> shark coming down mouth open and he jumps Superman style with the chainsaw in front of him straight into his mouth and then nothing happens the shark just falls on the ground and you're like what because Which was earlier so, yes earlier, earlier he had just chopped a shark straight in half yeah the same thing happened where a shark was coming down and he lifted up his chainsaw but he didn't jump or anything and it 
sliced clean through the shark, just straight down its like two halves, just boom. And it's not like two halves, like head on one side, tail on the other. It was from cut from the head straight down through the tail. Like left side, right side. Just completely clean. Really gross. But it happened instantly. And he just stood there with the chainsaw up and it just whoop, instantly cut. But he dove through with the chainsaw and didn't just like cut through to the other side. No, but he did cut his way out through the stomach. All of the, because you got to build up the emotion. There had to be at least some reaction emotion and so this was the first time that anyone was actually like really reacting to someone dying from a shark and the ex-wife and the kids are just like no oh no but then you see like the inside of the sharks are bulging and moving i'm convinced that tara reed is actually just a robot because she has she's just a shark in a human skin she has the emotional spectrum of a cardboard box Wow, that is harsh. <laughs> you saw but, the movie. And of all of the things that I took issue with, Tara Reed's performance didn't even phase me. <laughs> I I would probably have to make this episode over again and continue talking 16 times before I would ever get to Tara Reed's acting. Well, it's a good thing that Finn didn't slice that shark in half like he did with the other one because this time... Mm. We find that Nova is inside the shark that he cut his way out of. He cut his way out, crawls through, reaches back in, and pulls Nova out, and she's fine. I caught on picture. I caught pictures of the moment when this happened. I caught your reaction, and it is priceless. Just, I have a series of, like, four photos that just perfectly show your reaction to all the things in this movie. I might have already deleted those. Well, too late because I saved them to my phone. You took them on my phone? Yeah, and then I sent them to myself. Oh my gosh. Because I knew you would delete them. You are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm definitely posting them on Friday. (sighs) No, because I'm just, like, I was just, I was so frustrated. Like, it was, of course, of course, It was the same shark that she fell into, but like... mm. So to answer the question earlier about are these sharks just like flying around in the air? Yes. Yes, they are. Because it took this long for the shark with Nova in it to come down. But apparently she fell so perfectly in its... through its mouth, it she didn't get ripped to shreds by the several rows of razor sharp teeth on each side. You saw her. She pencil drives straight into that shark's mouth. And apparently there's no... She didn't suffocate in the bottom of its innards or get dissolved in... I I guess it takes a while to digest a person, but my... So, like, yeah, I took issue with, like, just the fact that it was the same shark and that it was just, like, had he not jumped into that shark, which was just a weird thing to do... Considering that he knew that all he had to do was hold the chainsaw in front of him and he'd be fine because he had already done it in the movie. But had he not jumped inside that shark, no one would have ever known that she was alive in there and she would have died. Right. But also that it was just the same shark in the first place. And then also that he jumped with the chainsaw in front of him 
into the shark and didn't just cut her. Like she was in there in front of him. How did he just not like cut straight through her? How was she fine? If you ask too many questions, your brain will start to hurt. No, my brain is hurting because I'm not asking these questions. They're like built up inside me and I'm just... "Mm." And then they all stand up and put their arms around each other and look off into the distance and they smile and they're like, man, what a day. I like, I'm looking back at these photos of you and it just is like such a perfect progression of like your emotions watching it. It cracks me up. Like shock, disbelief, frustration, exhaustion. I'm just, I, I'm sorry, babe, but I did not like this. I didn't even enjoy how bad it was. It hurt me so bad to watch this. I, uh, you even like towards the beginning of the movie, I pulled out my phone and I started a five minute blitz chess game and you made me go back to <laughs> watch because I wasn't paying enough attention. I mean, could you realistically do a podcast episode if you were playing chess? Because I know you can't focus on anything else when you play chess. I was uh, doing the podcast a favor. I don't think so. Because had I not been paying attention, I probably wouldn't have had these many bad things to say about it. Look, I'm not saying. It's a well-done movie at all. I'm saying it's so bad it's good. I'm saying it's so bad that it's just bad is an understatement. These are like the kinds of things that I watch specifically to make fun of. And so honestly, I'm having a good time right now. I'm making fun of it, but I am not having fun. (laughs) I really wish that you did like it because the second one is even better. Better as in worse? Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you want me to tell you what happens? No. I'm going to anyway. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. Please don't. Please. I'm begging you. So naturally. You're not, do you even love me? I'm begging you not to do something. And you're just going to ignore me? Babe, please. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. All right, listeners. Tune in next week. This, is, this has been an episode of. Okay. So naturally. There, the climax of the movie takes place on top of the Empire State Building because where else would it be in New York City? Okay. And Finn. It's the same characters. Yes. Except Finn and April are like trying to make it work. But at the beginning of the movie, um, April's hand with her wedding ring got bitten off by a shark. So she's like missing a hand. And anyways, at the end of the movie, Finn rides a shark through the air that comes down and gets impaled on the Empire State Building and just, like, falls down. But Finn is fine. Don't worry about him. But that shark is dead. And then Finn reaches into the shark, pulls out April's hand, takes (laughs) the wedding ring off the hand, and reproposes to her. (laughs) Why was she even wearing the wedding ring if they were divorced? Because they're trying to make it work. They're not divorced. They're still married. They're just separated. Then why did they say ex-wife? I guess, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird situation. I don't think they have made the divorce official, but they were trying to make it work again. And so she put back on her a wedding ring and they were traveling to New York to do a conference about Sharknados when their plane was attacked by a Sharknado. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that it's the (laughs) same characters. Well, who else would it be? Uh, this is stupid. <laughs> it's so bad. Why? <laughs> it's so bad. If there's a 
Because the th- whole thing about the Sharknado was that there was a pod of 20,000 sharks that were driven close to land because of the storm. But then the storm brings them all on shore and then they blow up the tornadoes and then all of the sharks die. So then how is there another Sharknado? There's not another. Is there another pod of 20,000 sharks? Well, the first one was in Los Angeles. The second one was in New York. But just out in the ocean, there's another pod of 20,000 sharks that just do everything together and go all over. Yes. I guess I just don't really know how many sharks there are in the ocean. Let's consult our best friend Google. Which is funny because I'm the one who said I'm the I know shark facts, but I always thought that sharks were kind of lone hunters and that or the opportunist feeders, but that they don't like travel in schools. There are one billion sharks in the ocean. There are one billion sharks in the ocean? Yes. I'm honestly surprised a Sharknado hasn't happened yet. But I think you're right about them being lone hunters. I don't think they really travel in pods. This is just weird. Such such a weird, stupid movie. Overall, I'd say it's a solid 9 out of 10. Don't do me like that. <laughs> you got you to gotta speak straight with me. I can't right now. <laughs> I'm being serious. No cap. Why are we married? <laughs> I think that's my first time saying that on this podcast, but you always say that. Oh, man. I, in our Stranger Things episode, uh, I made a little waveform clip from the podcast where you were like, you were talking about Nancy and Jonathan and how Nancy wasn't taken seriously. And I had like zoned out a little bit from when you were talking. And I was like, I felt, I said like, you started talking about sexism and I felt like that was the perfect time not to listen to a woman. And you're like, you're the worst. Why are we married? Right. And I just took a clip of that because I thought it was funny and I posted it. And all the comments were just like, your wife asking, why are we married? Like, took me off guard. Like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is not something that we should say to each other all the time, but it kind of is. It's just, it's funny, I think. Because we know exactly why we're married. (laughs) Yeah. It's just funny to tease each other. Right. But I... Today, I was making some designs for the podcast, and I sent them to some friends to ask for feedback um, for possible, like, merch. And they were like, I don't really get or like the Why Are We Married one, because I made this one that I thought looked really cool and was really funny, but I realized this probably makes no sense, and no one would, (laughs) like, wear this or, like, get it as a sticker or anything. It's it's only for Sydney. Yeah, I mean, I would, but uh, it's like an in... I wouldn't say an inside joke, but it is something that we say jokingly to each other all the time. Yeah, it's just something that... Yeah, it's not really an inside joke. It's just an ism of the way we talk to each other that wouldn't really be appropriate anywhere else. Right. I don't know. I think we're funny. Yeah, but looks aren't everything. <laughs> is that what you tell yourself in the mirror every morning? No, that's what my mirror tells me. There you go. Okay. Can we wrap this up? Because I am suffering. (laughs) Yeah. I've put you through enough this evening. You realize I'm going to have to relive this conversation when I edit this. Yes. (sighs) May God have mercy on my soul. (laughs) I think you'll be okay. Listener, I don't know if I'm going to (laughs) survive until our next episode. I think you'll be okay. Promise? Promise. Okay. 
This has been another episode of Thanks for Participating. I've been Josh, and she's been Sydney, and once again, thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at joshisrich, separated out by underscores, and Sydney at dipyourchicken. Follow Thanks for Participating at TFP underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok and TFP underscore show on Twitter. You can also support the show by ordering some podcast merch. Like I said, I just uploaded some new designs. I think some of them look really cool. You can get them as shirts or stickers or mugs or notebooks or whatever. The link to our Tee Public store is in the show notes. If you have any episode feedback or you just want to say hi, send an email to participating.podcast at gmail.com. Quick reminder to please rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you feel like being nice. Reviewers will earn a shout out at the beginning of the podcast. Our cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. Check him out at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. Our epic theme music was composed by Mitch Fry. Follow him at Firefry underscore on Instagram and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. I'm telling you guys, Sharknado will change your life. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. I am begging you not to. I envy you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I would trade places with you in a heartbeat. I would. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, Josh, this week I really owe you a big thanks for participating. Usually at the end of the episodes, I say, and thanks for something, 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 like something snarky or cheesy or, but I, I have, I, I can't give you any thanks right now for what you've done to me tonight. You're just tapped out. Cause I'm not feeling thankful. <laughs> so be it. So let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs> you've never seen that. What is it? It's from the 10 commandments. That's on our list of things to cover. Yeah, no, I've never seen that. All right. All right. This has been an episode. Has it, though? It has. Okay. I've had a great time. I don't know about you. Mm, okay. Actually, I do know about you. You've I had a going, terrible time. I'm going to scheme on an episode that I can get back at you for this. <laughs> Something that I will love and just enjoy tormenting you through. And that you will just hate watching and hate covering. I did not do this to torment you. I did this because I love this movie. But you also get satisfaction from seeing me squirm. Maybe a little. Oh my gosh. That's why you <laughs> took the photos and saved them to your own phone. They are hilarious. All right. Bye. We love you guys. Sometimes. <laughs> Don't take your anger of me out on the listener. I hope the listeners are with me on this one. 